Welcome back to Retail Soccer, a podcast with two United fans. I'm Caleb. Alongside, as always, I should really prepare this. Uh, <laughs> Sasha Golovin. Thank you so much. I'm pretty much. sure plays for Russia <laughs> national team. Uh, Caleb Mukhtar. Uh, I appreciate. Yeah, appreciate that, that works. That works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to even start this week. Honestly, I don't know if you want to question or if we want to just get into the nitty gritty. I don't have a question. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I do have a question. Okay. Um, this is from Ted Lasso, the first season. Um, what was your first concert, and what's your favorite concert you went to? What was my first concert? Oh, sad that I can't remember. Uh, oh, man. Memorable. Memorable. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, I Honestly, I haven't gone to many concerts in my life, and I think there was some... The, can we start, I talk like local bands, like a local school show? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I honestly don't know. Remember the name? It's just some like local rock band, and I can't remember the last concert I went to either. It's been so long. It was. I remember it was at the Excel Energy Center. It was at the the auditorium there, the smaller the smaller venue. Who? Ooh, but it was some punk band who like was getting a bad rap at the time. Um. Why were they getting a bad rap? Because I, the lead singer was getting Me Too oh, no. for, oh, no. <laughs> I, for, I think, you know, taking advantage of 16-year-old girls. <laughs> oh, I wish that narrowed it down more. Uh, <laughs> dashboard Confessional? No, it was not, it was not Dashboard okay, Confessional. Okay. Um, it's sad that I'm having a complete brain fart of them. Either way, uh, yeah, it, I think it came out that he, he you know... It was true, so he was a piece of shit. So you know, not going to give him any publicity anyway. <laughs> it, it all worked out in the end. It all worked out. Nice. In the end. Thank you. Yeah, there's a very ambiguous answer. Uh, the first concert I went to, I don't even remember because I was like, I don't know, I, I don't think I had object permanence yet. Apparently, my parents took me to like an Ario Speedwagon concert. When I was really little. I said, "There's Ario Speedwagon." They'll they'll correct me. Um, First one, like, I remember going to like alone, by or with like with friends, was uh, um, Seether at the county fair. Um, that was like in two thousand like eight, no, probably before that, two thousand seven, something like that. Um, otherwise, my fa- favorite concert I went to was probably the Jeff Rosenstock concert in the basement of Kaufman Union. Either that one or seeing churches at First Ave was also really cool. Churches is on my bucket list. They uh, were fantastic. It was right after the first album came out. Oh, so they weren't really big yet. No. Yeah. We were up in the balcony. And oh, it was great. And the, the next day I bought that on vinyl. The next day. <laughs> I absolutely love their lead singer. And I, I also love like all the art associated with their albums the cover art is mm-hmm. just it, it reminds me of that kind of uh i don't know the geometric um muse type mm-hmm. look yeah they have a new album out that came out like last week or so too oh, I'm it's to really it. good I'm you gonna... should check it out <laughs> i will you know what's, what didn't come out last week was <laughs> minnesota to play well oh man king of sideways over here yes that was a good one oh <laughs> uh, into our first game of course it's minnesota united because we are minnesota united podcast um seattle sounders one miss united nil this time Hendricks beat prince unfortunately yeah it was weird to see the seattle sounders coming in their alternate their you know their purple haze outfits at home yeah it was um, weird but it 
worked out for them. They got their goal and and very upsetting goal if you're a Minnesota United fan and especially if you're Osvaldo Alonso who started um we'll get into that decision later, but the goal comes from Jao Paulo who is the new number 6 scoring on the Sounders former number 6. Like literally they both played that position and wore the number 6 jerseys. He nutmegs Alonso, it hits the left post and bounces in. And Alonso's on his knees after the play. And I'll just say it's like that's a way to end a man's career. We talked about how like this might be Alonso's last season. He might retire after that. And mind you, there's a five year gap, you know, Jao Paulo's thirty years old, Alonso's thirty five. But in five years as a midfielder, you put on a lot of miles, so Especially the style of play that Ozzy has where he's like a pit bull in the middle of the field that's gonna mm-hmm. like take people down and did some hard fouls and mm-hmm. end up taking some hard fouls too. Um, very combative style of play that really, I mean, solidified the Sounders' identity for a decade, and re- and honestly turned our team around just a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it why why don't the Sounders have that number retired? Honestly, <laughs> it seems rude to call a player El Corazon, and then as soon as he leaves, like. And that's your number now. Uh, it's because he left on bad terms with, I think, Ziggy Schmidt at the time. Maybe it was Schmetzer, yeah. but he was he was still beloved by the fan base, but internally there were issues. And Maybe they're also waiting for him to retire. <laughs> and then, okay, now yeah. since you're not on another team, we'll retire your number here. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned that this, at the beginning of the season, he signed a new contract with the Loons mm-hmm. in the offseason. That was up in the air once he signed Will Trap. Yeah. Um, but it's not just the playing contract. It's also like future role within the t- organization. Once he does stop playing, we don't know if that's front office or a backroom staff or where that's going to be. But to have his experience and his vision of the game in your in your locker, in your system, can't be bad. However, that midfield looked overrun. We had three, three midfield players, Ozzy, Trap, and Dots, and they just looked... Uh, confused the entire game yeah and whereas the sounders were in synchronized and they were quick they were lethally quick even though i want to argue this was a quick like a close game like the first half it did not feel like it like sounders came out so quickly we're taking it to our end and i honestly think even though we had the the back four that we wanted mm-hmm. metner was not ready to play after international duty i think he needed rest because he was getting outpaced by jimmy madranda on that wing Almost every play, it felt like, and, and like it wasn't Menard's fault. It wasn't like he didn't see the play happening. It's like he just did not have the mm. speed to match Jimmy Madranda, who would blow past him. Yeah, you have you have DJ DJ Taylor on the bench who didn't get subbed in at all, but we've seen him fill in before on that side, yeah. and he he's quick. He has good instincts, uh, good vision, mm-hmm. defensively. Maybe not the best offensive threat, yeah. but I don't see why you don't start him when during the stretch of games we have going that you went through um our last episode yeah. like this is the game like probably not gonna win this one let's rest a couple of guys that we can yeah. like dj taylor can fill in serviceably on that right hand side let's give roman a break he just flew back from africa yeah i don't, I don't understand the the whole the starting thing and then substitutes i don't understand this either um fernando adi came on for adrian Hunu, who 
had an okay game, had a few chances here and there. Um, but we saw how he worked off a certain striker in the last game against uh, Houston. And that worked really well. But to make this a light-for-light switch, you're not really changing the tactics. You, Adi can hold the ball better, but he really worked well passing to a streaking winger or even to pass to a streaking Uno, a strike partner. So you make that sub, you lose that that possibility of that happening, that more kind of narrow pass, shorter pass that can break through through the middle of the of the defense instead of going wide to Ethan who was kind of kept in um oh who was left back? I didn't picture of him. He had some great tackles. Basically oh, in uh, the, uh, Tolo. Yeah, Nicholas Tolo. Yeah. 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 And, and Nuhu pocket. also came on for him later, New, too. It was Nuhu. Yep. Basically, in their combined pockets all game. Yep. Um, he had one did one chance that he shot right at Fry. But other than that, like some, I think Nuhu had like an inch-perfect slide tackle where he, when he like when he like took off to like slide, went, oh, man, he's going to follow Ethan so hard and just perfectly slid in at the ball. I'm like, oh, damn it. But... They they were so good. Um, Friday Pony coming up back from injury didn't really have that much of an impact on the left hand side. Nope. So when you take off a striker and put on another striker, you don't add another dimension to go forward. And the defense can be like, okay, well, Adi's not as fast. He's going to jump and win some more headers. We can handle that. That's about it. If you put two up top, that forces them to change the defense. Maybe they can get a little out of sorts or whatever. I don't know. I wasn't impressed with the with the substitution or the decision not to change his tactical style, especially since our midfield was such a mess. We worked better with the two mid two midfielders. Take off trap, put on Adi, go for a a draw, go for that one goal. Because yeah. at that point, if you give up another goal, who gives a shit? You're still gonna lose. Exactly. We really should have gone for the draw, and I really honestly, I I think we could have gotten it. Even though we only got four shots on target out of the 15 we took total. I'm going to lead into the question you left here. Like, where was Jan Gregus? Like, we're talking <laughs> about, like, the, the hole in the midfield. Even though I understand why you start Ozzy at Seattle, I would have taken Jan over it because he steps to Jao Paulo. He also shuts down plays farther up in the midfield, right? And if we mm-hmm. can start a transition higher up in midfield or, like, dispossess him higher in midfield, that uh, the draw looks way more likely. He's also more of an offensive threat mm-hmm. than Ozzy is. Like Ozzy has two goals, uh, both come came in his first year yeah. for Minnesota. Um, but like Jan has that long shot ability. Mm-hmm. He he didn't look good at the beginning of the season. He hasn't really had a chance to get back to the team ever since he came back from Europe for yeah. the Euro from the Euros. And we have a designated player, a DP, just kind of riding away on the bench at this point. And don't get me wrong, Hassani earned that spot in the midfield. Yeah. But when you're starting a tough five-game stretch, you have three games in seven days. You don't want to put out Jan Reduce to see what he can do. Maybe he'll start tomorrow against Kansas City. I don't know. But I can't give him much confidence feeling like, all right, we're losing. Look at Jan. No, not you. I don't want you on the pitch. I want Adi on the pitch. Which, fine, put him on. But also, take off trap. Did that double 
striker doing. Take off Ozzy, put Jan, get some more pace out there, and just go for it. Yeah. Jan and Dotson firing from from range, and who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole thing that just kind of. I think in the end, equals Jan is gone after this season. Yeah, it's which is unfortunate. Maybe he honestly thought we could get the draw, and so he played it. But then, yeah, then say start Jan Gregus. If you go out there and you plan to lose, then rest players like Metnair. But we didn't do either, right? And so now it's kind of putting us into a leaky boat. No man's land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. Um, we sh- we should say uh, Stefan Fry's uh, first game back from a pretty devastating injury. Mm-hmm. Um, injury put him in the hospital. Then he had a blood clot, um, which is also very dangerous. So and he come back with a shutout. So I mean, props to him for coming back at all. That's awesome. Um, wish he could have got that shutout against a different opponent, yeah. but he seems like a nice guy. So good on him. Glad he he's you know yeah got through that on for. Almost unscathed. So yeah, yeah. Um, we've mentioned a little bit. Loons play Kansas City on Wednesday, which is probably when you're listening to this. And they also play the Galaxy at home on Saturday. Sasha, how do we score again? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, like a lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky. Sorry. I don't. Sorry, I don't know. It was just really funny to me. and almost spit out my beer. Yeah, sorry. If we put on Gregush and maybe we get a long-range banger, find some magic against SKC. Honestly, beats within two, I think it's more likely that we get the win against Galaxy, even though we usually don't win against them. It is at home, and in that first game, at home, it's the Galaxy. If it wasn't for a super, super human... Effort by Jonathan Klinsman and goal that would have been a win for the Loons. Um, I think you start Adi and Uno top together. Mm-hmm. Teams haven't scouted for it, and Kansas City's defense is the one to do it against. They're probably the weaker defense compared to the Galaxy. They still really haven't replaced Ike Opara. Um, their midfield's a little little fractured because of uh, Busio going to Italy. We need to capitalize on that and to capitalize, but also at the same time, they were down to ten men at Allianz for over seventy minutes, and it was a nil-nil draw. Yeah. So I could be just talking on my ass, and we'll <laughs> lose four nothing, and I'll just come back to this podcast and be like, "Why do I even try to understand this team?" Sometimes, Sasha. It is a very mediocre season, and yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we are. We don't have to go on a winning streak. We have like 12 games left, right? We don't have to win every game. But if we want to not be in a must-win situation with, I think, SKC and... Is it also LA Galaxy, our last two games? I yeah. honestly don't know. Yeah. But like, they're, if they are, they're tough, yeah. tough yeah. ending games. Yeah. Well, we need to pull points, steal points from them now. It'd be nice if we got all six points from them now. So we don't have to be in a must-win situation then, where both of them have secured playoffs and they can rest players or they decide to destroy us and we have to win our last two games of the season. I think uh, Kansas City would distract, decide to destroy oh us. Oh yeah, of course they would. Are you kidding? Yeah. Peter from Easton is going to like forgive that playoff that playoff loss from last year? No. Yeah. Can I also go on the record of saying, fuck Peter from Yeah. <laughs> fuck yes. that guy. Yes. He was like a, like a gym teacher who 
is only there because he wants to coach football real bad. Yeah, and we don't want to get into a shootout situation either with him. Like if it comes to playoffs, we already yeah, see how that goes. Really, really <laughs> good in goal. And, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Reynoso, don't think it'll be he'll be back for tomorrow's game. Don't think uh, Lude will be back. Maybe it's Saturday. I don't know. Either way, since Lude has left or been out of the team, it's been dire going forward. <laughs> oh, um, not like can't even store on like set pieces, which is annoying and dumb, and I hate it all. And like mediocre is the perfect way to put this. We're we're regressing to the mean of mediocrity. We were so garbage our first two seasons, our next two seasons at Allianz. We were. By our standards, fantastic playoff win, Western Conference Finals, US Open Cup Final, and now we're just like, I'm trying to find, like the Minnesota Wild <laughs> of like the 2000, since we signed Parise since he left, like we're going to make the playoffs, but we will lose immediately. Yep. And it's like, is that good enough? Like for some people, it's, it's going to be good enough. And some of those people are. Heath and Dr. Bill McGuire and I don't know man it's it's disappointing yeah to to take a Washington Conference final appearance and to follow it up with this is ter- is pretty bad but but not as bad as Columbus who probably will not make the playoffs <laughs> yes. who, and they won the MLS Cup last year so there's that got that going for us yeah a little bit At of shot of Freud for our yeah for our woes yeah at least we didn't win and then now we're garbage <laughs> although that trophy would be nice um <laughs> yeah columbus so, is, is, is crying real hard over that trophy <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah they're still the reigning champions i'm sure they're real beat up about being garbage this year uh yeah <laughs> this actually would be perfect opportunity for transition speaking of teams that are crying over a trophy um rsl they were champions were they champions yes they were champions over a decade ago. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, I, I, did you still have more you want to talk about Minnesota? I, I have one little roster oh, yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick Wea is going out on loan to Sacramento Republic. He'll join center back Nabil Kabanducci, who, or who's a rookie to be drafted. Um, and this is a fun name to say. Uh, Kabanducci and Wea for Sacramento Republic. Um, he had previously been on a two-week trial or practice with uh, Real Betis in Spain. And then he came back and I think played maybe five minutes for the Loons, which is, you know, what you want to do for your youngster who just like spent two weeks training with a Spanish team in the top division in Spain. Maybe the second best lead in the world, but whatever. I don't understand how this team is run <laughs> at all. I think this, I made that, ab- that abundantly clear that they just... I'm just a caveman, <laughs> I'm just a caveman lawyer and your ways of playing soccer confuse and astound me. <laughs> If not, just listening, he'll really enjoy that. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to a team without a trophy. Yes. LAFC, and maybe with a trophy, RSL. They played this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the better transition was, uh, you know, Schadenfreude, because I got a little bit of catharsis at the end of this game. Uh, but to start off, uh, LAFC, Christian Rango scored in the very first minute. Uh, he ended up getting a brace later, but not before Crylock equalized with an absolute banger in the 28th minute Rongo then scores two minutes later to make it clear that LAFC is not going to lose at home Anderson Julio equalizes in the second half in the 48th minute so it's 2-2 two, two, 
And then we get what I think might be the best own goal of the season. <laughs> LAFC defender Tony Dakovic passes it back to David Ochoa, who like completely blunders, misses the ball, and the ball rolls so slowly into the net in front of the LAFC supporters, the 3252, and they all go crazy. Um, uh, so I joked about it from um, Grant. I don't know his last name, but he's all a Minnesota podcaster um, at Cold North Rants. Um, I think their podcast is Dummy Run Podcast or something like that. I apologize, Grant, if you're listening, but and I got that wrong. But he said, like, the reason Ochoa, basically, I'm paraphrasing his joke, but the reason Ochoa, like, just let the ball into his net because he was looking for a kid to get the ball to after the game <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, that was, I watched that video quite a few times. To first understand what was happening, then also watch like Ochoa's reaction, but also his <laughs> defender's reaction, who's like, "I fucking hate you." Ah, oh. in the stat book, that's my own goal. You did that; it's mine, but it's all it is your fault. <laughs> uh, there was no Vela, no Rossi uh, in this match, but Bob Bradley has found the luck of the young boys, uh, which sounds wrong, but makes more sense when we get farther into this podcast. <laughs> I may never don't refra- call the cops just yet. Please don't. <laughs> I may may never repeat that phrase again, but, but I may have to, depending on how well they do. Uh, there was a 20-year-old American, Brian Duke, playing the number 10 position. He was excellent setting up a lot of these plays. Uh, there was also a 20-year-old, Francisco Janela, and also in goal was Thomas Romero, who was 20 years old. I guess Bob Bradley's figured out his youth lineup might be better than his regular lineup. So wait, they're playing young players... You can just do that? They have this kind of Bundesliga approach. Yeah, you can... Uh, you can. You just play young players and have to like loan them out to teams that might may, may play them in a lower league. Yep. Maybe Adrian Heath is the caveman lawyer. I'm just a caveman <laughs> coach, and your ways of playing soccer and coaching confuse and amaze me. Yeah, it, it, yeah that, that, that suit is all a facade, that blazer. Someone puts it on for him and dresses him, all, dresses him up and puts him out Yeah, each each match day. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, oh, God. I hate this team so much. <laughs> but I love this team so much. It's so weird, guys. Yeah, yeah. You, you, all, you, you understand if you're listening to this. You also like them, but also hate them. Um, I, just, that's, I can't set away from that. Uh, yeah. Galaxy 1, Rapids 1. Uh, Vanny faces a former assistant coach, Robin Fraser, who I wanted to replace Heath before he moved to Colorado, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Michael Barrios, really underrated signing for the Rapids from yeah. Dallas. Stores in the 66th minute. Um, I feel like that time, that move kind of made, went and came and went without any like fanfare. And like, sol- solid pickup for the Rapids. Yeah. Um, then Sandy Oldransier utilizes in the 80th. Um, so that keeps Colorado five points ahead of the Galaxy and in third place. And I mean, Robin Fraser's done such wonders with this team, making them a top three team in the West, a top probably five team in the league. From what they were before, it is just wonderful what he's done. Yeah. I, 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 to, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, oh, I'll, I'll just move on to that game. Yeah. Do it. Okay, Houston three, Austin nil. Austin, welcome to the doldrums <laughs> of expansion. We've been there. It'll get better and then get worse. <laughs> it's really a bell curve. We're on the back end. 
uh, yeah, they are officially the worst Texas team, uh, having lost in, to Austin, who aren't doing that great themselves. And they are the worst team in the Western Conference, but not the worst team overall. They are between Toronto and last, and the eternal dumpster fire that is Cincinnati. Uh, not a great spot to be. Uh, Griffin Dorsey scored in the first 50 seconds on, on Austin's horrible defense. Um, he got a rebound off of Darwin Quintero's shot, which was beautiful. Something we're familiar with seeing. Very strong, powerful shot from, from way out. Fafu Pico got a brace in this game. Both goals were identical. Uh, he splits the, the two center backs and with his right foot, inside of his right foot, just slides it past the past the keeper. I'm, I'm really happy that they're bad. Yeah, like the past few expansions, like uh, like coming in with Atlanta and they were just like fantastic right away was really disheartening. Then LAFC coming in and being like, oh yeah, we're gonna be one of the best teams in the league, very disheartening. Nashville like making the playoffs in their first year and being like really solid defensively is like, wait, you can do that right away? How do you do that right away? And then but then like Miami and Austin being like just terrible. It's like yeah. Thank you for being bad. So like, oh, I heard about Cincinnati. They were also terrible. It's whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I I always forget about them because they suck. Maybe maybe it won't get better for you guys. For you, Cincinnati, maybe it won't. Um, Revolution two, City one, New England, firmly the top of the Sporters Shield standings. Like yeah. it's not even close. No. It's Bruce Arena. He is. He is his own tier of coaches at this point, and if he wins the support shield, if he wins the double, then he gets he gets to do something like you know, no other MLS coach has done. But we'll talk about that if it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So like Bruce Arena, uh, like top tier MLS coaches, they yeah. go Bruce Arena. You yeah. probably go Schmetzer, for sure. Yeah. Bob Bradley, would you put Bob Bradley up there? Or I'm not yet. Current coaches not passed. Yeah. Okay. Caleb Porter. He also like he, he won, he, with, he won he, with Portland just yeah. recently won with Columbus. Yep. Even though he spells his name more like a douche. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I definitely think Bruce Arena and Schmetzer are tier one. Yeah. Maybe Porter's one B or one A if you wanted to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't want to ask where Heath is because I can't think of a tier <laughs> low enough. Anyway. <laughs> Nashville one, Montreal nil. Uh, Walter Zimmerman, the best <laughs> offensive threat, who also plays solid defense yep. for uh, Nashville, head off a, off a set piece, which is like almost guaranteed at this point. Yeah. Remember when we had a guy like that? That was great. Yeah. Missy White, hope you're doing well. Um, last game that we're gonna talk about from MLS. There's games going on like every single day now, yeah. so to keep up with that album is. Is a tough ass, and how dare you ask us? We're, we don't do this for money. We're not paid to watch all the soccer. Come on. Although, if you were, that'd be great. And if you're listening out there, people who pay people to watch soccer, we're listening. And we hope you are too. Um, Cincinnati 2, Toronto 0. This garbage fire of a game happened. <laughs> Cincinnati snapped a 12 game winless streak. I don't know they got that big. Like, even Minnesota was terrible. Like, those first two years, we won a couple of games within 12 games of each other. Yeah. Uh, Brenner and Madunyanin. 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 Fuck. With the goals. 
<laughs> Harris. His name is Harris. Brenner and Harris with the Dolls. Um, in that two places above uh, Toronto for the wooden spoon. Yeah. Just five points ahead of Toronto. Um, Toronto, 15 points in the season so far. 15. Do you think like Michael Bradley opens up his locker and there's like a small shrine to Greg Vanny there and he just like prays to it? He's like, I miss you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, I think that definitely happens. Um, that's it for MLS. Let's move on to EPL where Sasha needs to be happy in this Hetchin for once. Yay. We'll start with the shot in Freud that you did. Yep. Um, Crystal Palace 3, Tottenham 0. Um, this game was pretty close. Until Jafetan Danjaj got sent off for such an yellow um, for Tottenham. Um, his first yellow was for like shoving down Zaha in like the neck area. Like he dribbled by him, he just like shoves him over. Like, and it was hilarious. Then like late tackle for the second yellow. Um, then the floodgates opened. Um, Zaha scored a penalty. Uh, that's That was Wilfred Zaha's first time scoring a goal or assisting a goal. So didn't point at all against Tottenham, which I thought was crazy. But he finally broke the duck. Better late than never, I guess. And Odson Edward, who just recently came to Crystal Palace from Celtic, um, made his debut for Palace. He scored 27 seconds into his debut, which is the fastest in Premier League history. He then got a brace about seven minutes later. Nice. So, like, there are people pitching... Crystal Palace to go down, and they might still yet. It's still a very early season. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Vieira, though, made some moves. Odson Edward looks like a solid signing for them up top. Um, and Zaha, if they can keep him happy. I mean, he wants to leave every single year, but maybe. Who knows? He'll stay. But on to the main event <laughs> the battle at the bottom of the table. Loser goes home. Or. Whatever. Arsenal versus Norwich. Two footballing giants with equal history in the game. Oh my god. The same amount of Champions League finals, final wins. Arsenal won. Norwich nil. How do they beat this tough to break down Norwich team? Well, Arsenal were able to prove that they they too indeed do know how to score in the Premier League, which is a re- fucking relief. Uh, and it came from the guy who you would expect more goals from, uh, Pierre Aubameyang. And that's how I'm going to break down for it. I, I, well, I, I should say also Odegaard deserves more credit. I think he really is the player who's going to keep us out of relegation. That's such a horrible sentence to say. <laughs> You're an Arsenal fan. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm totally confident you'll stay up. Yep. Maybe like 16th or 15th place, <laughs> but it'll firmly above that relegation zone. Don't jinx um, it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last game we want to mention, uh, Liverpool 3, Leeds nil. This is at Ellen's Road in Leeds. Um, Mohamed Salah stored his 100th career Premier League goal. Um so the biggest story from the game, however, unfortunately, uh, 18-year-old Harvey Elliott had his ankle dislocated by a tackle from behind by Pascal Strike. Um, Strike was given a red card afterwards. 
Um, it happened pretty fast. It looked pretty innocuous live, but then like immediately knew something was wrong because Elliot was streaming. Salah, who was the closest player to him, was like frantically waving people over. And have you seen the video? No, I I, I don't know if I want to. After I, I saw... at, at least once, it's yeah, okay. okay, it's fine. Yeah, and then Elliot had holding his like shin and his ankle just not in the right direction. On replay, it looked. It was a lot worse than first realized. He goes in, wins the ball with his front foot, but he kind of like traps Elliot's uh, ankle with between both of his legs and just snaps it. And so endangering the safety of an opponent's clear red card. Leeds have um, appealed. Okay, I don't understand, but whatever. It's, they, it's their prerogative to do so. Um, Elliot and Strike are like not like mad at each other they both like strike apologize and Elliot's like yeah dude it's fine it's soccer um he had successful surgery today on his ankle which is great and they, those 18 year old bodies can bounce back hopefully because he he's looked so good this year for an 18 year old in at Liverpool it's crazy um but yeah that was a very bittersweet win but a win nonetheless We'll move on to the Champions League. We have some games started. The group stages this uh, today. Um, first, the rest of the groups will play tomorrow. Um, th- does Europa League start on Thursday, or do they wait another week? I believe they start on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, we'll have that those updates as well. Yeah. Um, some big, big wins. Big win for Bayern Munich, three yeah. 0 over Barcelona. Probably the toughest opponent in in the in the uh, group. Not putting up much up much of a fight. No. Barcelona, Barcelona losing at home. Thomas Mueller and Lewandowski with the goals. So no big surprises there. Um, this is very unfortunate for Barcelona. This other game of the group, Dynamo Kiev and Benfica, was a 0-0 draw. Each point gets a team, and that puts Barcelona at the bottom. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, game over, they're probably going to lose all their games. No, it's it's <laughs> yeah never too early to pa- push a the panic button but mm-hmm. you didn't probably push the panic button yeah if you're or you'd probably refrain from pushing the panic button if you're yeah. barcelona you're playing just down motiev and benfica you should beat those teams at least at home and maybe away as well who knows um group f villarreal tied atlanta 2-2 um and bsc young boys the young boys beat the old man ronaldo of manchester united um, two to one. American hero Jordan Pifak, um scored the game winner in the 95th minute on a bad back pass by some United player. I didn't see who it was, and there was some like confusion because he went by Jordan Sibachu for a while. Um, he's requested to go by Jordan Pifak now. Sibachu uh, is his father's last name. Apparently, they're not close. The relationship isn't good. We don't know the whole details. That's fine. But Pifak is his mother's maiden name. He wants to go by that from now on. So, if you're confused, like, oh, who's this guy? Is he the only place with it? No, the same guy. Stored in the gold cup, I believe. Yep. Um, Pifak now, he wants to have his mother's maiden name on back of his jersey instead of his father's. So, 2-1. Game winner. Manchester United can call him daddy now for... As all, <laughs> um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka just sent off for a straight red. Really bad tackle over the ball, stud straight into a dude's ankle. 
It's pretty bad, pretty justified, I would think. Um, but this puts Manchester United at the bottom of the group on opening day, just like Barcelona. Yep. <clears throat> but I, if you, you told Ali before the day, like, hey, you'll be in the same position as Barcelona are in their group <laughs> after today. He'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll take that. So be careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, group G, last group to have games today. Um, Lille tied Wolfsburg nil-nil. Jonathan Brooks got sent off for sending old harder in this game. Um, then Sevilla and RB Salzburg tied 1-1. This game had four penalty shots in it. I think two of them were converted. <laughs> I... watch, watch the highlights. It's great. Uh, Sevilla's striker got sent off for diving because it was a second yellow card for simulation. And in, in, in the 60th minute, there was another penalty shot late for Sevilla where uh, a headed on ball hit a Salzburg defender's arm in the box. That was just ignored by the ref. So they should have five penalties. Just wild. So watch watch those games. They're they're hilarious and awesome. This is also going to make the, the dynamic of the group very interesting because it's the closest knit group, you'd say, in regards to skill. Oh, for uh, sure. But you'd probably still say Salzburg is the worst. So the fact that they're now t- at the top of the table uh, tied with Sevilla on uh, points and goal differential. Well, everyone's tied on points, but they're ahead. those two teams are ahead on goal differential. It's going to make it very interesting for those Lille Wolfsburg games against Salzburg. Yeah. Did we did we do the predictions for the Champions League? We we did. We yeah, did. and we said this was like the closest group, and we I think okay. we expected Sevilla and Lille to come out. Um, I think we also joked about young it being young boys' year, uh, and Manchester, and that we we joked Manchester United might not advance. It might happen. <laughs> But yes, once again, I'm, it's only first game, and teams always can turn it around. Oftentimes, yeah. the big name teams do kind of slack off the first two games, and then they get their nine or ten points in the last four. Yeah, and this yeah. game was away in Switzerland, yeah. and I guess we should mention that Ronaldo scored. Um, he scored three goals so far in two games for Manchester United. They beat Newcastle. I know we're going back in time a little bit, yeah. but they beat Newcastle this past weekend. Um. We should mention that a, a banner was flown over the stadium at Old Trafford, yep. um, saying that they believe believe in the the accuser of Ronaldo, um, that um, Ronaldo raped a woman, uh, Catherine Mayorga. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. I just didn't use her name, but yeah, yeah. Um, in Las Vegas, and settled out of court for a certain money. It's. We probably won't mention every single time we mentioned Ronaldo, but it's good to keep that in mind while he's he's come home to Manchester United and this huge fanfare and oh he's returning home. So Alex Ferguson's up in the stands, smiling like a fucking moron. Remember this part of his past as well, because it really it really just is he said she said, but also he also paid her a lot of money to stay quiet. And also then his lawyers blocked her from being able to investigate the, the terms of her uh, non-disclosure agreement. So, mm. Yeah. So yeah, that whole dark cloud should hang over this whole uh, mention that it's signing Ronaldo situation as well. So do that in mind. Um, and we'll be back next week. Um, we took a week off just because there wasn't any MLS game or there wasn't any uh, Moons games or like 
non-international games. So it's more fun to, watch, talk, to talk about club football. There's not a major tournament going on. Um, yeah, Sasha, tell the, the people where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me at Alexander Sorsloth. I honestly hope uh, next time you hear from us, it is we're in good spirits. Otherwise, we're going to be deep in drinking spirits. <laughs> <laughs> we were pretty punchy in this episode. At least, yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's good radio. Yeah. If it's not, I don't know, there's a one-star review. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you can find me at RealityCalebFC on Twitter, at Caleb with a K on Instagram. I changed it up. I finally changed it. <laughs> Um, find the podcast at TW United Fans across all platforms. Um, special, special thanks to Tectonics for these other song Lustless as our theme music. You can find them on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Um, thanks to our lead commissioner tier uh, for twenty dollars a month. You can get a shout out at the end of each episode. So shout out to Eric Olson. Hi, Dad. Um, was there anything else? Sasha, do you have any shout outs? No, I don't have any this week. Okay. Um, rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. That's the world just got a lot less funny, and that really sucks. Go watch it. Like some of his late night uh, weekend update stuff. It's so irreverent and hilarious at the same time. Where it's just like they let this guy do this on air. Um, there's a YouTube video that's 35 minutes long of the reason. Basically, like it's titled "The Reasons." The reasons Norm Macdonald was fired from SNL, most of them are him, most of it as him making fun of OJ for being a killer, and it's really funny. Um, but shout out to Suni Lee, St. Paul legend, Minnesota legend, gold medalist, and forever and always, RIP, RIP to the mad villain, MF Doom. Rest in peace. Yeah.